Welcome, everybody, to FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. This is the Fighting Irish Day Blitz, and I'm your host, Rob Fiddoff, also known as RPT. You can find me on X, at PFiddoff. This is episode 119 of the Fighting Irish Day Blitz, and this will be the Mediocre Bowl Preview. I know that's kind of harsh words right now, but it's not the bowl we were expecting. When we started the season, we were expecting the playoffs, possible national title, but it is what it is. But first things first, head over to our website at fanstreamsports.com for all additional podcast information. If you have an Apple device or an Android device, please feel free to download the FanStream Sports app and then head over to our Facebook page. Like that page, additional content out there as well. Please feel free to share that with your friends and family. I was going to come on, on sooner than later. Actually, last night, it's Monday right now as I tape, but uh, it was just dragging on where Notre Dame was going to go for their bowl game. And there was a lot of back and forth from what I hear. Initially, I thought we were going to go to the ReliaQuest Bowl and play LSU, uh, where Brian Kelly coaches now. And that's the old, uh, uh, what is it, the old Outback Bowl. Usually, it's the Big Ten against the SEC. That did not happen. Then I'm, then I'm like, it's got to be the Pop-Tarts Bowl. And I've been saying that even before there was rumors about us playing LSU in the ReliaQuest Bowl. That did not happen as well. But it is related to a cereal product. We will be in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, played in El Paso, Texas. We played in this bowl before. It was actually called the Hyundai Sun Bowl back in 2010. That was Brian Kelly's first year. We ended up beating uh, Miami that day. Uh, the weather was not the best that day. It was cold, snow flurries. Miami of Florida, our opponent, that's not their ideal weather. And we pretty much dominated that game. Tony or Tommy Reese was the quarterback for that game. But I wanted to use just some basic uh, information about this game. I'll have a preview of my prediction a little bit later, probably two weeks from now. But I just kind of wanted to give you the basics. And then uh, later in the show, Greg Schaefer is going to be calling in. He's got some breaking news from Notre Dame. Uh, he's from East of Bend Productions. I've had him on before. And then he will be on a year-end review show that I have as well. But he's got this breaking news. And I wanted you guys to hear it first. Uh, not many outlets out there have this news. But he's going to be calling me about five to ten minutes. And I'll break that news to... Uh, to all of you right now. So the basics right now for uh, for this game, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, El Paso, Texas, be Friday, December the 29th. So right before New Year's, uh, it'll be at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the network will be CBS. I think, yeah, that's the first time we're playing on CBS this year. I always love CBS's coverage. I think their audio is so much better than NBC, ABC. You just It seems like you can just hear the crowd, even if it's a... Not at the biggest crowd, but just the sound quality is the best. I love that uh, theme music CBS has. They've had that now for probably 35, 40 years. And so at least it's a it's a decent network. Notre Dame, after the final playoff rankings, uh, they're ranked 16th and 9-3. and three. Our opponent is Oregon State. I don't think I've mentioned that in all, my, all the talking I've been doing here. But Oregon State out of the Pac-12, which is now a defunct conference, they're one of the few teams, I believe them and Washington State have still not found a new conference to go to, but pretty much the rest of the uh, teams in the Pac-12 have either gone to the Big Ten or the ACC. Oregon State comes in at 8-4. and four. Their four losses, though, all except one were pretty close. The, their biggest loss was to Oregon, their arch rival. They lost 31-7. to seven. Washington, uh, who's in the college football playoff, they only lost 22-20 to 20 to Washington. Arizona, which has had a pretty good season. They lost to them 27 to 24. And then Washington State only lost by three, 38 to 35. So they've had a pretty uh, decent season or uh, kind of a bounce back season. They've had their 
Well, was there coach? He's now left for Michigan State. Jonathan Smith, he turned the program around to respectability. But last week after the season end ended, he did go to Michigan State. I think that's a good hire for Michigan State. So we, we'll see how that dynamic works out uh, for Oregon State uh, for this bowl game. We do have some history with Oregon State. Uh, we've only played them twice in the history of Notre Dame football, and we've lost to them twice. And ironically, they were in bowl games. So back in the 2001 Fiesta Bowl, which would have been the 2000 season, it was actually a pretty decent season for Notre Dame. I believe we finished nine and two because I think he only played 11 games back then. If it wasn't nine and two, we finished 10 and two. That was coached by Bob Davey. It looked like Notre Dame was finally turning the corner. Uh, quarterback was Matt Lavecchio, who took over for an injured Arnaz battle that season. And except for a heartbreaker, heartbreaking loss to Nebraska and then also a heartbreaking loss at Michigan State, they had a pretty successful season that year, but they got blitzed in this game by uh, Oregon State. Uh, they lost 41 to nine. Some they were coached by Dennis Erickson, who had a won a national title at Miami of Florida. Uh, uh, some notable players uh, for Oregon State during this game: Chad Johnson or Chad Ochocinco, who had a pretty decent career for the Cincinnati Bengals at wide receiver, and then also who had a gr- decent uh, or decent uh, career at uh, Cincinnati. TJ Hushmanzada and their quarterback ironically was Jonathan Smith, who was their coach this year, who I just said uh, went to Michigan state. So a little bit, a uh, little bit of history there uh, for the uh, Oregon state uh, team back in 2001. Also in 2004, uh, Notre Dame had just fired uh, Tyron Willingham. So he did not coach in this game. It didn't even look like Notre Dame was going to play in a bowl. But they did go to the Insight Bowl, and I believe their quarterback at the time was Derek Anderson, who had a couple decent seasons with the Cleveland Browns. Um, Kent Bear was the defensive coordinator for Notre Dame. He's the interim coach since Ty- Tyron Willingham had been fired, and Charlie Weiss had not taken over yet for Notre Dame. He was still coaching the Patriots. But in any event, we had to have some interim coach. Kent Bear was that person. We got blitzed in this game, too, 38-21. to 21. Uh, The quarterback was Brady Quinn at the time. And uh, just some, like I said, it's just ironic that our only two or two times facing Oregon State was in bowl games. And now we're going to play them in another bowl game uh, later this month. Uh, Here's the thing with, uh, and I'll get more analysis uh, for my uh, preview show, the real preview show for this game. Uh, They'll be without Jonathan Smith, the coach, as I mentioned before, they'll have an interim coach, but their quarterback, DJ Uyungale. Let me pronounce that again because I usually do this really good. DJ Uyungale, he was the quarterback at Clemson. We beat them in 2020 when he filled in for Trevor Lawrence when he had COVID. And then last year, uh, we beat them pretty handily at Notre Dame. And then he transferred to Oregon State because it looked like he was not going to be the starter this year for Clemson. Well, he's entered the transfer portal again. He had a pretty solid season, a bounce back year for Oregon State this year. But DJ Uyunglele will not be, be will not be playing in this game, so there's some dynamics there uh, for this bowl game. But more about this bowl game, probably in two weeks, I'll have my prediction and a little bit more in detailed uh, detailed analysis. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, perfect timing here. Greg's calling. What's up, Greg? What? Are you shitting me? No, no you're, you're no, you're shitting me, aren't you? Get out of here. Unreal. 
Yeah, I knew he was. I, I heard he was coming back, but I thought he would stay with the team. Yeah, because he went from defense to offense. <sighs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I thought you were shitting me, man. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm actually doing the podcast now, ironically. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let him know. Yeah, I'll let him know about the the uh, the year-end show you'll be doing with me, too. I'll let, I'll let our fans know. Yeah, they're... Yeah, I'm doing this as 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 I do the podcast. So yeah, this is perfect timing. But thanks, I'll let them know. All right, take care. Later, bye. So everybody, that was Greg Schaefer. As I had uh, promised before this podcast, he had some breaking news. This is we're the only outlet that's doing this right now that you'll hear this news. But um, I know you probably a lot of you have seen the movie Rudy, uh, Rudy Rudiger uh, in 1975. He made that sack against Georgia Tech walk on at Notre Dame, you know, great story, but he had one year left of eligibility and he was going to play for Notre Dame this year. He was going to transfer or, or go from defense. He was like defensive end back in the day. And he's going to be a wide receiver this year for Notre Dame because of that eligibility. Well, he's entered the transfer portal. Also, uh, as I mentioned before, DJ Uyengale for Oregon state, he's entering the portal. Well, Rudy Rudiger, he had one year eligibility left. He was going to go from defensive end to wide receiver this year. He's entered the transfer portal. He will not be playing for Notre Dame. I'm being really stupid right now. This is a joke, obviously. But last week was a tough week for Notre Dame. You know, new age college sports, you're going to have to deal with the, uh, the transfer portal. And there were some transfers for Notre Dame last week. We were expecting uh, a fair share, excuse me, have graduated from Notre Dame already. And they've been more or less told, yeah, you graduated. You've been a, a great addition to the program, but you're probably not going to be playing much next year. It's probably in your best interest to transfer or then others where they just, you know, really haven't been developing or Notre Dame has not developed them well. And they just want to take a different uh, route, which, hey, I'm all in favor of that for them as well. But it was a rough week for Notre Dame, especially at the wide receiver last week. So I just want to kind of give you the basics of who we lost uh, last week real quick though because it's not on this list but ryan barnes he was a cornerback uh, for notre dame he was a junior i believe he's going to be entering the transfer yeah junior cornerback ryan barnes this was over the weekend so he's not on this list he was good kid but he was just not uh, really developing uh, in that secondary that's a pretty deep secondary for especially at the cornerback position you know, with benjamin morrison a lot of good recruits coming in He's entered the transfer portal. Uh, here was some of the ones last week, though. Chris Tyree, wide receiver, as I mentioned before. That was the position that was hit the most last week uh, in the portal, that is, for Notre Dame. Chris Tyree, senior, he's graduated. He's entered the transfer portal. Uh, sophomore Tobias Merriweather entered the transfer portal. Tobias just never seemed to uh, really get it this year, and he's going to, uh, even though he has not graduated, he's going to, uh, take his talents elsewhere. I can't blame him. Braylon James. This was a, this was kind of a harder one too. A freshman, a speedster, didn't play really at all this year. I think he was in maybe one or two snaps. He's entered the portal. Rico Flores. This was to me the big one. He, I believe he led the. Uh, he's a freshman this past year. He led the team in receptions, I believe, and maybe even receiving yards. Uh, well, he's. Uh, don't quote me on that, but. More or less, he was one of the main targets for Sam Hartman. Uh, he has entered the transfer portal. That was the one that surprised me. Holden Stace, tight end, sophomore, into the portal. 
Uh, offensive lineman, fifth-year senior and graduate, Zeke Corral, has entered the transfer portal. Portal. Uh, Ramon Henderson, safety, safety senior. And that one didn't surprise me. Uh, I believe he's graduated as well. I, I have probably mispronouncing this name, but Aiden or Aiden can, can he, cannot. Oh God. How is this? Kianana. I want to say it this way. I'm sorry, Aiden or Aiden, if I'm mispronouncing this, but, but Kianana, a senior, he's a graduate as well. Uh, didn't have much playing time. He's entered the portal. This was another one that surprised me too, even though he was, uh, uh, a second unit type of player or a bench type of player, but he did have a lot of snaps this year. Nana Osafa Mensa, fifth year senior. It looked like he was going to be in the running for a starting position uh, this year, but he's going to take his talents elsewhere. Again, he actually has two degrees from Notre Dame. So great job, Nana there. But I thought of all the players, Nana would have stayed. Uh, uh, Chris Tyree, I kind of thought, Still possibly, but they have not used him well in his four years at Notre Dame. Uh, I think probably the best they used him was his freshman year in 2020. And he just has so much talent, especially in open space. I think, I know Ohio State is loaded at wide receiver, even with the loss of Marvin Harrison. I think Julian Fleming entered the transfer portal today. I think Emeka Buka is probably going to enter the NFL draft, but they still have, they got Cornell Tate coming back. But I'm telling you what, if I'm Ryan Day, uh, as creative as he is with his offense, uh, that'd be a great guy to have, especially in open space, uh, Chris Tyree. Uh, but we shall see right there. But that was a surprise to me. But of all those, we've lost four wide receivers. And the thing is, uh, we've had a lot of injuries with uh, Jaden Thomas this year. Uh, Deion Colsey's out. So this bowl game, God knows who's going to be playing for wide receiver. Hence the joke uh, I had with uh, Rudy Rudiger uh, just moments ago. But uh, yeah, Rico Flores, I, I thought he was really uh, a Notre Dame type of kid, but for whatever reason, well, I know what the reason is, and that's my next talking point here. Uh, Chancey Stuckey, the wide receiver coach the last two years, was fired last week uh, from Notre Dame, and it seems like a lot of the issues that Notre Dame was having on the offense, depending on what outlets you read or listen to, it was because of Chancey Stuckey. It seemed like a lot of drama, more drama than a a teenage, a junior high teenage dance where boyfriends and girlfriend or girlfriends are fighting over boyfriends, that type of stuff, you know, major drama type, uh, junior high-ish level type, high school level type of stuff. And it seemed like he played favorites from what we've been hearing. One of those favorites was Rico Flores. Some of that kind of makes sense to me because I, I just always found it kind of interesting this year that usually the first read uh, that Sam Hartman had when he was actually in the game was to Rico Flores, whether that's true or not, maybe we'll never know. But um, as of what we know right now, it seems like Chancey Stuckey was the main culprit to this dysfunction. We'll probably hear more about that uh, throughout the weeks and months to come. But here's the thing too. I This is Monday right now. I haven't heard this is official yet, but it's looking like wide receiver coach, from Wisconsin, and he worked with Marcus Freeman at Cincinnati. His name's Mike Brown. Supposedly, he's an up-and-coming coach. We'll see if that's the actual case. We always hear that up-and-coming coach, and then they don't work out. But Mike Brown, Wisconsin, it's not confirmed yet, but all the major outlets were saying it last night. Uh, wide receiver coach, uh, he was uh, the wide receiver coach for Wisconsin, who's now coached by Luke Fickle. That's Cincinnati connection. We'll be headed to Notre Dame. 
I'm hoping Mike Brown works out if that's the actual uh, coach, but we shall see. But yeah, the reason I did that joke, as I said earlier, it's just it was a very you're you're going to have these uh, transfer portal kids. It's just the nature of the beast right now. But losing those, like I said, I thought Chris Tyree may stay. Tobias Merriweather was not a surprise. With Rico Flores one, but it kind of makes sense. If he was truly a favorite, a chance he's stuck in, then he was fired. I can see why he's leaving, but we'll probably know a little bit more uh, down the road. Really quick here as I uh, end this podcast, uh, another Notre Dame sport besides football is going to be playing in a, a semifinal. Uh, uh vying for a national championship this week, the men's soccer team. It's called the College Cup. It's in, as I looked this up last night, it's in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, if you want to, it's this coming Friday, Notre Dame men's will be in the semifinals. They will be playing, or and this is ironic too, they're playing Oregon State in the uh, men's final four in soccer, just like who will be playing in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Uh, they play them at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. They're the second game. Uh, the first game is Clemson against West Virginia. They play at 6, but Notre Dame plays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this Friday night on ESPNU. I repeat, they play uh, Oregon State in the College Final Four uh, Friday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPNU. And if they win that game, they'll play the winner of the game before that between Clemson and West Virginia. And then the National Championship game will be this Monday on ES, this coming Monday, which will be December the 11th. Uh, they will play at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPNU as well. So go Irish, uh, bring home another national title. The men's lacrosse team did that uh, back in, when was that, Labor Day week? Or no, Memorial Day weekend uh, in 2023 this year. Um, like I said before, it's like we got all these other uh, uh, athletic teams at Notre Dame that have won national titles after 1990 or 1988, 93 was the last really good chance we had at a football national title, but it's just, I, I love it that the other sports are, you know, really getting their due. They're winning these national titles, very successful, you know, women's team, even back in the day, I know Mike Bray never won a national title with that 2015 team that he went to the elite eight. And then 2016, they went to the elite eight as well. With that 2015 team, that that was a basketball team that I never thought I would say in my lifetime that could have won a national title had they not run into Kentucky that year, even though they probably should have beat Kentucky uh, in Cleveland in the Elite Eight. But uh, like I said, men's soccer, fencing's just been uh, tons of national titles for Notre Dame. It'd just be nice to see Notre Dame not just compete for a national title to make it to the semifinals. Now it's going to be the you know top 12 next year because – uh, the college football playoff goes from four to 12 next year, which I said before, if you can't make the top 12, uh, this coaching staff has got to change next year, but we'll see how that goes. But I would just love to have uh, the football team, not just competing for a national title, but winning a national title first time since 1988, because all the other sports um, seem to be doing uh, really year in and year out competing for a national title and uh, check out the, uh, the, the men's soccer this Friday. Hopefully they can, uh, uh, beat Oregon State and then either beat West Virginia or Clemson and get that national title. But thank you so much for joining me for this preview for the Tony the Tiger uh, Sun Bowl. They're great. Uh, I know that was kind of a bad impression of uh, Tony the Tiger, but uh, you got to make the best of this uh, mediocre bowl, as I call it. And uh, we'll have a little bit more information on this as we go. But thank you so much for joining me for episode 119. 
And as always, go Irish.